Welcome to On Strategy Showcase. I'm Fergus O'Carroll in Chicago. As always, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, we have, uh, however, pulled out of Twitter, and I'm hoping that all of our followers from Twitter will come and join us on LinkedIn. Um, I'm just not wanting to associate with Twitter anymore. Um, it's been uh, just a little bit of a uh, sort of a minefield over there, and particularly given new ownership. I just decided that now was the time to pull out of that. Uh, my apologies to anybody over there who has been following the show, please do come over and follow us on LinkedIn, where things are a, a little more predictable. Uh, we're here today to talk about Rediscover Germany. Uh, it's a, a terrific uh, campaign uh, from German Rail. Uh, it's a campaign that recently, in 2022, won a Grand Prix award uh, from Wark uh, for instant impact. Uh, it's a campaign that ran across three years, and two of those years were pre-COVID. And it's a fabulous idea that was able to flex in a, a number of different environments. Obviously, two of those, the first two were in different business environments with different business objectives. Then the third one was obviously in the midst of the pandemic. But this is a really terrific idea that I would encourage you to have a look at, to see the creative work, maybe even before you see the campaign or you hear, you hear the episode. You can check out uh, all of the films and see the work on our website at onstrategyshowcase.com and then come back and give us a listen here. Uh, we're going to be talking to um, Carla Mueller. She is the strategy director on the campaign, and Sinja Harwadel was the creative director. The back-end sort of algorithms, how they worked and how they played in sort of serving up, and particularly the APIs that served up um, the sort of perfect combinations that made this campaign come to life was wonderful. This is a heavily socially uh, fueled campaign, and uh, I'm excited to uh, have uh, both uh, Carla and Sinja talk to us from Ogilvy in Frankfurt, Germany. I hope you enjoy this one. I want to start off first, uh, Carla, with, with um, I think a question is probably on most people's minds because it, it's the same issue over here. We have our sort of national uh, rail system over here in the U.S. that um, has also been trying to sort of build new audiences, trying to attract people to the train experience. In the U.S., the, the train experience is not a good one. Uh, we have both the sort of the the um, the, the long haul uh, train uh, system. Then we also have the ones within the cities. Uh, both of them, you know, mostly don't have good reputations, and I think the sort of the infrastructure has declined over the years. So it's a, it's a it's a tough struggle to draw the type of folks that you want to draw onto the trains in the U.S. I, I know in parts of Europe the the rail system is just wonderful. Uh, how is it in, in Germany? Germany is a carnation. I think that is something that we all know. So therefore, it's really hard to, to be the competitor to this industry in the, in, the first, uh, in, yeah, in the first area. But then it's a little bit like in, in the US that um, the, the German rail is um, it's a state-owned company and it has some quality issues like punctuality or missing infrastructure in some areas. It is safe to say that Germany has a kind of a hate-love relationship with <laughs> German rail. Yeah, in the past 20 years as uh, German rail as our client, we've done we have we've done a lot of communication wise to change this. So our focus primarily for for these for the campaign would be not to convert the hater, but to sort of draw the the person who's had experience on the rail, but maybe hasn't been on the rail for 
many years or is just using the rail system in different ways and and you were trying to sort of increase that frequency of use as well as sort of bring people back into the the experience of rail is that fair to say yeah i think so although one does have to say that the train system in germany is used a lot especially the short distance travels like people use it to commute go to work and also the long distance train um they don't really have a problem that no one is no one is riding them um but of course if you go on a long distance trip people do think about whether to take the car or whether to take the train Carla, talk about where this all started. You mentioned that you've had the account for many years. I think you said 20 years. What what was happening in 2018 as you were preparing for the first phase of the campaign we're going to be talking about? The one we're going to be talking about, we're going to talk about as Rediscover Germany. What was happening in 2018 and, and what were the marketing goals and business goals for that first year of the campaign? It all started with a simple super saver ticket campaign so um yeah like all rail businesses it has busy times and times when there are empty carriages and um our goal was to attract off-peak users in low demand months so um and therefore german rail release uh, the super saver tickets twice a year so it's um, a ticket to any destination in germany for just 19 euros so it's very a super saver ticket. Um, and the business and the marketing goal was, of course, to, to increase German rails off-peak revenue and to yeah, to increase the, the ticket sales by 5%. This was our, our um, target. And on the other hand, the communication goal was to, to create impact and to engagement and to have a year-on-year improvements across all the normal engagement metrics. And this was in the the months of February and November, just for those super saver saver ticket months. Yes, yes. So every um, every February and every November, German Rail is selling these uh, kinds of tickets for nineteen euro for the yeah to to any destination in Germany. So you're presented with this challenge. Um, what do you do as a planning as a strategy director? to begin to understand the nature of the problem that you faced or the, or the opportunity that you might have. Did you guys do some planning activity? Uh, yes, yes, we, we did. And um, first of all, we recognized that, um, yeah, that our audiences weren't interested in traveling in Germany, but they were very interested in international travel, of course. And they, and this was something that was really interesting, they actively use images of exotic places they've visited to gain status and to yeah, to strengthen the connections within their social group. And uh, yeah, we found out or, or research told us that 80% uh, take at least one selfie a day when they are traveling. And um, especially when it comes to travelers under 45, uh, they post photos on social networks an average of four times a day. Um, so, and then we said, okay, or well, we we found out that one in ten said they post vacation photos to make others jealous. So this was our our insight. And then on the other hand, uh, we noticed that people were not interested in traveling in Germany because it was nothing they wanted to share on their Insta feed because it's 
just a boring country for them. And they said, <laughs> why should I go on holiday in the country I live in? So what's what's the value for me? And uh, another quote we found was that it's not cool to tell your friends you stayed in Germany during your holidays when others are traveling around the world. So this was actually our, our insight on which we built the idea. Were there different attitudes be between train users and train non-users? In the first step of our research, we focused on the topic of traveling, and therefore, we we don't or we don't separate it into a travel with train community and a travel without train community. It was just about traveling and how the behavior um, is when they come to traveling and what are the triggers why they want to travel. So this was our our question we had in this research stage. Yeah, I think we can also say that, um, especially if you compare it to the US, in Germany, much more people use the train. I think there are hardly any people who have never been on a train before. Like it is a common way of traveling. So when you when you went through all of the planning process and you you sort of surfaced your findings on various behaviors and attitudes, whom did you then decide uh, should be the target audience for the initiative? And you know which target did you feel would be most likely to react to this, given that that it's in two rather strange months of November and in February, and only those months? Mm, yeah. Actually, our target audience was everyone, but of course, or because of these restrictions of the Super Saver ticket, we had to focus on very flexible travelers. So people who are flexible enough to travel in February or in in, uh, in November. So often these are people without kids because kids are in the school during these um, times. And of course, it's necessary that these people can say, oh, yes, this is a cool idea. I'm going to a trip for tomorrow, for example. So it's necessary that this kind of target audience is spontaneously and that they can travel without any kind of private restrictions. So the unlock is the part of the show where um, we stop to highlight what appears to be the sort of moment that unlocked the entire strategy and the creative idea for the campaign. Many times these are around sort of understandings of human behavior or something that comes out of research. But in this case, it was something that came out of a meeting of the team when they were reflecting on the uh, skyline of Frankfurt. And it was uh, based upon an understanding that Frankfurt is also known by a reference to another city. And the general thought was, was there something interesting in this comparison between cities that could uh, lead to a very generous and uh, fruitful campaign? And indeed there was. So this is the unlock. So Sinja, what is the idea that you guys come up with? We need to convince people to be interested in Germany, because if they if they don't want to see Germany, I can say, okay, take a train all I want. Um, so this is where, yeah, this is where we came from. This like, okay, how do we make Germany interesting? And this 
thought of also like prices. Okay. Why would you spend a thousand euros, 2000 euros on a plane ticket when you can just take your vacation for 19 euros in Germany? And then realized <laughs> to sort of, sort of like a joke because, um, you know, we're based in Frankfurt um, and Frankfurt is also called Manhattan, like Manhattan, because interesting. That's um, great. And yeah, at night it actually looks similar. So we were sitting there in a team and we were joking about this. Um, and then we also realized that um, because our agency, we also do German beer brands that colleagues would go to South Africa to shoot commercials for very specific German beer brands. And we're like, wait, okay, this really looks like, it really looks like Germany. Um, and then we knew, okay, we have the skyline, we have a beach. And then we started, uh, yeah, digging if, if there are really more places. And we found lots and lots of destinations that really looked exactly the same. Um, and yes, from there, this visual comparison was was born. Here's a clip from the uh, campaign's award entry video that sort of helps you understand how this uh, first phase of the campaign worked. First, we developed an algorithm that searches for lookalike photographs. Through Facebook data, we found travel enthusiasts like Lucas, who are interested in specific destinations. Geo-targeting pinpoints Lucas' current location and the closest airport. Another algorithm finds the destination airport. A search engine identifies the cheapest flight price for Lucas in real time. A unique social media price comparison, completely automated in an infinite number of variations. How did you work with the with the tech platforms, the social platforms, to understand which version of the ad, in other words, which location would be most appealing to the person uh, who you were geo-targeting? Um, we were collaborating with um, Facebook and with Spiral on this. And basically, Facebook provided the user data, the targeting, and... Um, obviously also the location of the person and then Spirable um, had this dynamic video platform. Um, so basically we had lots, lots and lots of data points actually. Am I describing it the right way when I say that um, for this first campaign, which was based upon price because of this, this low ticket, um, if I'm in Frankfurt and I have indicated through my activities in Facebook that uh, I have an interest in Arizona. What the algorithm did and what the creative idea was is that you would then serve me an ad that compared the price of traveling to Arizona, comparing that to the price to traveling to a place that looks exactly like Arizona, but is in Germany. Exactly. So everybody would have gotten a custom version. Can you give us other examples of different matching locations and matching destinations that you guys that that were that were memorable to you? One of my favorite ones is also also Hamburg, where you compare a bridge in Venice um, to a bridge in to a bridge in Hamburg. Um, we have uh, like those hanging bridges. 
um, which yeah. was a comparison between Canada and um, one in Germany. Um, then another sort of bridge between China and um, and Leipzig, that is. Um, and first we went really into nature, but then we also realized, hey, it's not it's not just nature. So, for example, there's this. Um, one party street in in Hamburg, which is one of the most favorite party streets in Germany, and it actually looks so similar at night to um, to Tokyo. As you said earlier, you're making Germany more interesting, but you're also doing it in a way that it um, it gets people more comfortable talking about the unique places that they discovered in Germany. It has that same sort of social value. Yes, and I mean, most of those places weren't well known before because there was like specific people who would go travel in Germany, but not everyone. And actually, after the campaign, I've started traveling in Germany <laughs> because I also <laughs> wanted to check out some of those places. And for example, I've been to Saxon, Switzerland, which was like the China comparison. And it's really just amazing. You do want to take a selfie there. <laughs> So let's talk about what happens in 2019. So this is a, a year later. You, um, uh, you, you're in another planning cycle. Everybody, I assume, is very happy with the campaign, uh, if not thrilled, because you, you continue to be able to flex it. What are, what are the uh, marketing goals for 2019? So um, the, the goal actually was the same. We wanted to sell tickets and get more people into the trains. Um, same and same was, peak as uh, same sort of super saver uh, months or yes, not? Same same peaks, uh, same same brief, same ticket, same situation from a business perspective, and everybody was saying, "Yeah, let's do this again because it was brilliant." And then we said, mm, "Yeah, but have a look outside your bubble, and you, yeah." Then we or we all uh, recognized that there was such a community called Fridays for Future. <laughs> what is Fridays for Future for those who don't know? Fridays for Future is, yeah, a climate movement. I think it started by Greta Thunberg. And um, it was students demonstrating on the streets on, on Fridays for um, against climate change. Uh, and it was this was especially in 2019. It was the um, November Super Saver ticket, and in September there was this massive demonstration against or for climate protection. And then we said, okay, um, we we need to focus on this topic because, of course, um, the the train is one of the most climate friendly transportation vehicles so therefore we need to spot this and um yeah therefore we need this or we we use this activation trigger to to show how much co2 you can save by using the train in the 2018 campaign we focused on the price in 2019 we focused on something much more important than money data and technology gave each comparison even more relevance Using atmosphere data, we determined the CO2 emissions of each flight. We then showed each person how much CO2 their flight emits and made an unbeatable counteroffer, completely automated. 
in an infinite number of variations. This campaign turned the conversation from what you have to sacrifice to reduce your CO2 footprint to what you can experience. One of the things that's really important is for people to go to our site and see the work, and we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we um, drop it on the uh, the this episode's webpage. But what's also super exciting about this is you not only had the success of the focus on price in 2018, and then the focus on emissions in 2019, then you are sort of faced with the catastrophe of COVID in 2020. Um, what what is happening then, Carla, to the industry? And, and what are the projections that you're faced with in terms of passenger volume in 2020 and beyond? Yeah, when when COVID hit in 2020, we, we found ourselves in a very unique and challenging situation. The travel and the hospitality industry, they, they collapsed and, um, and we had to react very quickly because it was from one on to the other day, everything was stopped when we knew that um, we are allowed to travel in Germany in this situation, then the business goal was to, on the one hand, to mi minimize the short-term decline in sales during the summertime, of course, because we had kind of um, minus 80% revenue. And this was our main challenge, especially because we had a 50% less budget um, because, yeah, as in every situation, it was and is still a very tricky crisis. And therefore, they said, okay, we need to reactivate everything. And But we just have 40% of the budget from last year. And that's because, so rev was, that's because revenues had dropped so much because people were not traveling by train. Yes, yes. No. Um, and I assume yeah. then for this um, sort of year of this campaign, you weren't going to be focusing on February and November for super savers. You are now taking this campaign out across everybody uh, outside of those two key months, right? Yes, it was. So so in Germany, um, the, <laughs> the travel restrictions ended in April, May. And starting at this point, we said, okay, now we have to reactivate so um, for this COVID summer, it seemed to be sort of the the um, the the greatest opportunity for this campaign because people, while they had this pent up desire to travel abroad to different exotic locations, and they they had a strong desire to do that and a preference to do that in many cases, they couldn't do that. So it became like the perfect sort of strategy for giving the giving people the opportunity to be able to have a similar experience, but to do it in Germany itself, right? This this was almost like the the perfect solution and the perfect strategy for that particular COVID summer, right, Carla? Yes, it was. They were allowed to to travel within Germany and within Europe and within the whole world. So this it was allowed. Um, but they were afraid to use the plane or to to leave Germany because it was a very uncertain time. And I guess that um, we all saw the pictures of closed borders and all this. So therefore, yeah, it was uncertain what happened. Um, and therefore, a lot of people felt that they would feel comf more comfortable when they stay in Germany. And and then. 
when I was reading the case initially, I was thinking, okay, people are nervous about traveling, totally understand that. Um, but yet they are willing to get on a train, which is an enclosed compartment versus driving in their own personal vehicles. How how did you address that, or did you feel you even needed to address that? Because it, it seems like that would be a hurdle for some people. Was it? Um, we didn't need to address that in that campaign because we also had other campaigns starting right from the beginning and also through that time, um, which was called uh, Travel Safely. Together we can. But we separated these different kind of campaigns because we said, okay, on the one hand, we need to have a kind of always on information campaign um, during the whole time. And then we said, okay, but now we want to reactivate the users. And therefore we said we need an inspirational campaign. And one of the things that I thought was really smart about this strategy was that you, um, I assume you recognize that given that people were somewhat nervous, the idea of going to a highly populated tourist destination within Germany would probably not be as appealing as going to these sort of secret places in Germany that would be less populated. So it was almost as if you were trying to attract people to those less popular hotspots, which was in essence the spirit of your campaign, which also is what made it perfect for that COVID traveler in that COVID summer. That was exactly what we were trying to do. And we um, also cooperated with tourism organizations all over Germany to really find out even more spots that we could direct people to. Like, especially on our landing page, we had hundreds of different destinations um, and even more information with um, the input of the tourism boards. So it's it's incredible work. Uh, I would encourage again people to take a look at this and of the latest campaign, which which I'm sure you'll be able to see also on our webpage. It is uh, Carla Mueller, strategy director at Ogilvy Germany in Frankfurt, and Sinja Harwadel, uh, creative director. Uh, thank you both for your time. I really appreciate it, and congratulations on the awards and on really great thinking and creative thinking. Thank you, Fergus. It was nice to be here in your show. My pleasure. And we'll see everybody in the next episode.